You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. your host, Margie Taylor, for Conroe Culture News, FM 104.5, 106.1, out of downtown Conroe at Lone Star Community Radio, right next to Conroe Coffee, where you can grab a coffee, a latte, an ice cream, a sandwich, and watch us from the radio and view us on here on the show. So we are on here every Monday at noon, bringing you news of what's going on around Conroe and the greater Montgomery County area. So today, my guests are, I had Stacey Rogers, but that is not true. This does not look like Stacey Rogers. This is Dr. Brian, and he is with uh, Roger Stein Chiropractic. He will be our first guest, and joining him will be Shannon Wilson of CASA. And then we will hear from Greg Parker, candidate for Precinct 2 Commissioner Court, and Chuck Meyer will round it up as an attorney, telling us a few pointers that we might uh, be interested in learning about. So, uh, and that is Dr. Brian McGee. I did not say his last name. So, the show is sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court of Montgomery County. So, if you don't know, there is a rodeo parade going on this coming Saturday. This is our annual parade that goes on uh, at 1 o'clock. It, goes, uh, it starts over on FM 2854. I think you can still register at the Conroe Chamber to have an entry to this. And it's a lot of fun. Who doesn't love a parade? Seriously. So, there will be horses because it's a rodeo parade. Uh, people will be... Rest up, go Texan. Uh, of course, there'll be cars, and I'm assuming there will be school bands. People will be walking, and it's a lot of fun. So they start on FM 2854 and go down Metcalf, turn in front of the station here on Main, and then go around the Baptist Church and wind around. It's about, I don't know, a mile and a half or so. But it's a lot of fun. Come out here and watch that. There will be parking accessible around the downtown areas, and the county public parking garage on Davis and San Jacinto will also have parking available. But before you go to the parade, you can go to Founders Plaza, Park, which is right on the corner of Metcalf and Main by the Owen Theater, and they will be giving out free tree seedlings for you to plant in Conroe somewhere uh, for their seventh annual Arbor Day celebration. And this is sponsored by Root for Conroe. That starts at nine o'clock in the morning and goes till right before the parade starts or until they run out. So the only requirement is that you plant them in Conroe. And take care of them. So go find out how to take care of these trees. And uh, let's keep Conroe beautiful. Did you make any reservations for Hello, Dolly? Well, that has premiered. Yes, Dolly is in, ta- is in town now. And it's so nice to see you in town, Dolly. Isn't that part of the song, how it goes? Well, it premiered on Friday. This was the first weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday matinee. And it's on for the next two weekends, so you better hurry. And if you did not see Steel Magnolias, oh, sad, because it's over. So you have to get ready for their next performance. It will be coming up the uh, end of February, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which will be a lot of fun, too. So you can go to the Crichton Theater and find out what else is going on besides Hello, Dolly. And I can tell you that the Texas Tenors will be one of those things. And that happens March the 4th. And that is presented by the Montgomery County Performing Arts Society. 
and uh, the Greater Conroe Arts Alliance and Conroe Live. So they will, the Texas Tenors will perform with members of the Conroe Symphony Orchestra on Sunday, March the 4th at 4 p.m. And it's part of the second annual Rising Stars and Legends of Texas week-long celebration of the arts in Conroe. And there is going to be many different things going on. On uh, Monday, March the 5th, Debbie Glenn will be singing her award-winning song that won from the uh, Texas Country Music Awards, Getting Over You. On uh, Tuesday, there will be some more things going on. Saturday is going to be a huge day, March the 10th. There's going to be like 12 to 15 things all free going on around downtown Conroe, including plain, plain air artists where they just uh, sit down somewhere in downtown Conroe and start painting different things. There's going to be the Jazz Connection Choir, the Historical Museum of Montgomery County will be at Founders Plaza uh, showing different demonstrations and historical things. Oh my goodness, there's going to be the Woodland Show Chorus. Uh, there's going to be um, a panel discussion over at the, uh, now I can't even think of what it's called, the Corner Pub. It will be doing an art uh, interaction connection of how art kind of goes into performing arts, into music, and how they all relate with each other. Anyway, so go to the Greater Conroe Arts Alliance page and on Facebook or to go to greaterconroearartsalliance.com to find out more about these events that are happening March 4th through March 10th. So this week, let's talk about this week. Thursday at the Red Brick Tavern, you can see Buck Yeager, Farland James with Adam McFarland will be at the Corner Pub. Friday, February 16th, George Ansley with the Red Brick Tavern. The Great Trumpet will be at the Corner Pub. And again, Hello Dolly will be at the Crichton Theater. Saturday, Bill Carter will be at the Red Brick Tavern. Johnny Fury Blues Band will be at the Corner Pub. Jason Allen will be at Pacific Yard House. Sunday, do not miss Gospel Sunday Brunch. If you haven't done that, it starts at 1030 in the morning. And you can even order breakfast pizza. It's, it's marvelous to hear all kinds of gospel music while you're there on Sunday morning. Jimmy Pizzola, Pizzatola, I probably pronounced that wrong, will be at the Gospel Sunday Brunch at the Red Brick Tavern. And of course, then there's a matinee performance of Hello, Dolly. So that's a little bit about what's going on. Of course, you probably know that in two days from now, this being Monday, February 12th, will be Valentine's Day. So if you haven't gotten something, you need to get out there and go find something like today. And there's wonderful shops out here in downtown Conroe, or you can just buy uh, theater tickets. That would be fun. You can go uh, get acupuncture. You can go to the oldest jewelry store in Montgomery County that's 84 years old, which is Branley Jewelers. You can get Conroe wear next door at the Branding Iron. Hey, anything. There, there's anything you want in downtown Conroe. So uh, we are going to take a quick break and then come back with my first guest, Dr. Brian McGee and Shannon Wilson. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News. I'm Kristen Bays, and I'm running for judge of the 284th Civil District Court. Ronald Reagan once said, as government expands, liberty contracts. He's right, but there are leaders in this country who seem to have forgotten it. I'm running for judge to stop this government expansion, to restore your confidence in your elected officials. I'm inspired, involved, and invested in this community, and I know you are too. Together, we can make a difference. Please vote for Kristen Bays in the Republican primary on March 6th. Political advertising paid for by Kristen Bays in voluntary compliance with the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. 
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. And we are back. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, and this is sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court in Montgomery County. So my first guest today are uh, Dr. Brian McGee, and uh, joining him will be Shannon Wilson of CASA. How are they connected? Well, we're going to tell you how they're connected. But first, welcome, Dr. Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And you've been on here before, so this is a fun thing to do. It's nothing scary, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Not too much. It only hurts a little bit. It only hurts a little bit. Kind of like when you go to the chiropractor. It doesn't exactly. hurt at all, right? Well, I always tell my patients it doesn't hurt me at all. So There you go. <laughs> so, But you don't have to go to see the chiropractor when you're feeling bad. You can go when you're healthy, right? Correct. That's what we would prefer because when you have symptoms, that means you already have a problem. So it would be better to get that corrected before it even becomes a pres- uh, becomes present. You know, I equated a lot of times to the heart attack example. If someone has a heart attack, that's a pretty major symptom. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay, so if you have a heart attack, what happens prior to that is clogged arteries, and, and a lot of that's related to our lifestyle, perhaps genetics as well. But if we could have prevented that a long time ago before that heart attack occurs, that's what we want to do. Same thing with sciatica, low back pain. There's something that we're doing or not doing on a daily basis that causes that problem. So if we can correct it prior to its presence, don't you think that's a little bit better than... Sure, it's until- kind of like brushing your teeth. Do you brush your teeth only when you have a cavity or they're not feeling it? No, I don't think so. Right. So it's about healthy maintenance of your body so you can live a longer life, that's right? correct. More healthy living. That's right. So how long have you been over there with uh, uh, Roger Stein Chiropractic? It's almost two years. Um, I've, I grew up here in Montgomery County, um, and so this is my home, and that's what means a lot to me as far as you know providing health care to this community. The other thing is, is that um, Dr. Rogers and I, uh, we really try to focus on what can we give back to the community. And that's, it's really important to us because these are our, this is our family and family first. Absolutely. And, you know, if it weren't for the community, you wouldn't have a business, right? Correct. So it just makes sense to give back. And we're going to talk about that and your, what what you're doing with CASA uh, in just a moment. And that's where Shannon Wilson will come in, who is no novice to coming on the radio either. But uh, so... Um, you have also a new doctor coming on board. So you're going to have three doctors there. Is that correct? Yes, it's correct. We're so excited. Uh, Dr. Martha's coming on. Uh, it's funny because we're Dr. M and Dr. M. So we'll guess we'll have to figure out what we're going to call each other. But Dr. Martha's what I'm going to go with today. Dr. Martha. Okay. <laughs> and her, her last name is also a little more difficult. Manzanares. Manzanares. Is that it? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. But I like Dr. Martha. I think that's just so much easier. And she's bilingual as well. Correct. Um, she actually was a part of our clinic um, even prior to my uh, joining the clinic. She went to Parker College of Chiropractic in Dallas. That's where I also attended school. Um, and so I know she's going to be really uh, prepared to, to help this community. 
The other thing is that's really cool about it is that her being bilingual helps us reach out to a lot of the patients that we may not be able to have that good communication with. And um, I think she's going to be an incredible addition to our clinic and really help us grow in the right way. Well, that's fabulous. So another unique thing about the clinic there is that you both, both you and Dr. Rogers are trained in the Cox technique, correct? What is that? Correct. Um, I'm sure we have some listeners not right now that are probably sitting down. And if you've ever gotten up from sitting down and go, oh, you know, a couple extra steps, if I can loosen up, that's about that. what's happening is you're being compressed, okay? The Cox decompression technique opens up the spaces where the nerves travel, okay? And it gets healthiness to those discs. So if we can do that without drugs and surgery, you're going a long that's way. That's much towards, better. Yeah. Absolutely, because yeah. then you don't have the recovery process either. Correct. So... If somebody is having some radiating pain, that would be something they need to look at, and that would be using the Cox technique that would be able to enable, help them out? Correct. That's our specialty. You know, we try to remove disc pressure, uh, allow, uh, reduce nerve interference, and, and create uh, better mobility overall. Is that something unique to you guys? Are very many doctors trained in that technique? There's not. They're, they're, um, within our Montgomery County, there, I think there are four, but within the state of Texas, there are probably less, uh, there's probably maybe 10 or so. There's not that many. You have to go to uh, postgraduate education to learn that technique. Well, that's good. And and you guys are located at 3303 uh, West 105 in Conroe by Conroe High School at Taco Bell by Taco Bell, correct, right? Correct. So people can easily get to you from here. That's right. Okay. So joining you is Shannon Wilson. And Shannon is the development director at CASA, correct? That's right. How are you, Margie? I'm good. You guys just had a big gala. Yes, we did. Saturday night, we grossed over $600,000. Wow. Is gonna, it's going to go a long that's way. That's phenomenal. Right. We, we calculate that that's going to help us provide an advocate for about 200 kids in our community this year. I bet you had pretty good attendance to that, too. That's usually one of the premier galas in we, Montgomery County. Right. We are pretty sure we broke a record. For CASA. So that was a big night for us. All for the kids. All for the kids. So CASA, explain to people what CASA is and what they do. Sure. So CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And what we do is we go to the court when there's an investigation that has been created by CPS when children are removed from their home due to abuse and neglect. And our job is to advocate for those children. We provide the voice to the judge for the children to make a recommendation where those children should grow up, basically. I mean, we hope it's going to be that they get returned to their parents, but that doesn't always happen. So it's literally CASA Speaks for Kids, which Absolutely. is your website. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, uh, and this is for kids, I mean, newborns, infants, all the way up till when they age out of the system, correct? That's exactly right. So 18. And here's the, here's the really scary thing. In the month of January, we had 50 children removed from their homes. In Montgomery County? In Montgomery County alone. I mean, the, the numbers are staggering. And we're, we're proud to say that the Montgomery County CASA program provides a child for 100% of the children in foster care. Um, but as those numbers increase, we're going to need to work even harder to keep that 100% coverage level. Well, I know as a past CASA... CASA advocate, I love doing that. And I uh, really 
was passionate about making sure that those kids, and I generally had teenagers, uh, really, that I heard what they wanted over anybody else. Because as a CASA advocate, you have a lot of clout that people don't realize because you're investigative to find out what's really going on and where is the best place for the children, the youth to live. Right, right. So it's very heartwarming. So, uh, Dr. McGee. Yes. I know you're still sitting over there. Mm-hmm. Want to include you. So tell me the relationship between uh, Roger Stein Chiropractic and CASA. Okay. So what we do is if a patient comes into our office, um, the initial consultation, exam, report of findings, and li- likely x-rays, if that's what we feel is uh, warranted for that case, um, that is covered and our donation. So this initial exam is $35, and then that goes straight to CASA. We also have two, appreci- two patient appreciation days during the year, and then the proceeds we make from that goes directly to CASA as well. And what we did is, as a clinic, we voted on what organization we wanted to support. And, you know, it's, it's for us, it's more about giving back to a great organization such as CASA and, you know, and helping, like I said, the health and wellness of the community. So it's, um, it was overwhelmingly, um, like last year was really good, our staff, everybody's on board. And, you know, Roger Stein Chiropractic supports the kids and it's CASA for kids. And that's what we look at. And we're so so thankful. We're so thankful for their support. It's just been tremendous. Well, that's wonderful. And and I like that you said it was a team approach. So, you know, all of you, all of, it wasn't just the doctor's decision. It was everybody included. And what a great organization to be part of. So you have your uh, patient appreciation. You had one in the fall and you will probably have another one here in spring at some point that you probably, have you scheduled I that think, yet? I think it's for May around the weekend. May sounds about May. right. I think is when but, she usually Michael, does that. Like Cinco de Mayo-ish, I think, but I'm not. Cinco de Mayo-ish. <laughs> okay. I like that term. <laughs> That's a fun term. Yeah. So it'll be a fun time. And, and we'd love to have, you know, you know, obviously we want to appreciate our patients, but um, like I said, this is a community thing, and, and this goes towards CASA. So you do other special events, too, uh, monthly events. You have Kids' Day events. Tell me about those. You know, that's that was one of the, the most fun things that, that I experienced when I first joined on with, uh, with uh, Roger Stein Chiropractic is we, we dress up. We have different themed events, and it's once a month, and uh, the kids will get evaluated, and then the, uh, they get adjusted, and it's such a— how do you explain it? It's to see the, their, the lights come on in their eyes when they get excited about seeing Santa Claus, but also getting adjusted. And it's funny because the parents, um, they don't have to receive a phone call from us that, hey, you know what? This kid's night on uh, Tuesday the 21st, the kids tell the parents. And How so, fun. Yeah, th- it's fun. It's well, you night. have different themed events. So Correct. you have superheroes, you have pajama day. A Christmas, of course. And then I know you've had one where you bring in your stuffed animals things like that. So you make it really fun for the entire family. And again, you do adjustments from, I mean, that's why it's a good relationship because you do adjustments from infant, small, even before they're born, right? Prenatal adjustments. So to make the pregnancy go more smooth. Absolutely. And I know Dr. Rogers has had some clients that have told her they had a smoother, less labor intensive delivery based on uh, their prenatal exams and adjustments and things like that. It's it's fun. My my favorite one's coming up. It's the basically go Texan and uh, oh, you have so, a go Texan yeah, one. So, How fun! So kind of on uh, the heels of what you talked about earlier. So we have go Texan parades and right? we have 
Go text and adjustments. Okay. <laughs> <nice>. Okay. <laughs> that will be fun. Yeah. Shannon, you should go and go check it out. I think I'm going to wear my boots. You should. Yes. You should. Yes. And the cowboy hat and the, the spurs. Whole, the whole outfit. Yeah. And the little pistols, pistolas <laughs> that right. go with it. So you, what, another really interesting thing that we haven't touched on is that you also have training. You have like internships and different students that come, correct? Correct. So um, our staff is made up of um, students from all, of, all across the state of Texas as far as colleges, but we really have a great relationship with uh, Sam Houston State University. And, um, you know, I, I think we have six now on our staff that, that have graduated from Sam Houston State or wow. really, really close to graduating from there, um, from various degrees, from um, health administration to kinesiology. And and we have actually have a, a place within our office for which um, students can come and um, during their internship stay. So we have um, Texas Chiropractic College in uh, Pasadena, Texas, which is where Dr. Rogers uh, graduated from. We have uh, several interns that will come stay on the weekends. They'll help out in the clinic. Um, as well as Dr. Martha that's coming on board. She was actually a, a chiropractic assistant for Dr. Rogers um, prior to going to chiropractic school. So we try to, we try to encourage um, our staff to, to, um, you know, higher learning, yeah, education. Higher learning and, and promote, you know, their own lifestyle and, right. and get them better. To- well, that's nice that you not only give back to the community, but you encourage uh, the different people Personal that work growth. for you. Yeah your staff to have, yes, the personal growth and the education. And then you hire them too after that, if they get educated. And I know Dr. Rogers is very excited to be doing that. And she's very involved herself in getting more education all the time and then participating at the uh, college levels to get more um, internships. And um, she's just all about, she's a proponent for youth, you know, whatever way she can, um, do that. So if people want to find out more about you, they can go to rogersteinchiropractic.com and they can Google that if they can't spell it right. Rogers Stein, S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. You can also find it Rogers Stein Chiropractic on Facebook to see the fun pictures of all the kids events. And there's some with Casa and Shannon and your executive director and things like that. Anything else you want to add? Oh, we talk about how they can connect and be an advocate, Shannon. Sure. So you mentioned our website earlier, Casa Speaks for Kids, and it's the number four, casaspeaksforkids.com. And there's a tab on the website about volunteering. Um, We provide the training. We have case supervisors who work closely with the advocates, as you know, Margie. um, And the need is greater than ever. We need more volunteers to take care of these kids. So if somebody wanted to get involved and find out about the training to, you know, to volunteer their time, that would be the best way. And I know you have your office in Conroe, too. Actually, in downtown Conroe. Downtown Conroe, just down the street. That's right. So, uh, but to go on your website mm-hmm. and I'm, you have an application on there? We do. We have all the forms necessary on the website. We also have several information sessions. If you just kind of want to come and find out more about what it, what it takes. And typically current advocates will be there to mm-hmm. answer questions. That's a great idea. Um, because it's a big responsibility and we want people to go into this kind of volunteer work, you know, as fully informed as possible. But the best place to start would be, we call it Conversations with CASA. And we have two different time periods. One is in the morning at La Madeline in the Woodlands on Wednesday, early in the morning. And then another option is after work or in the evening at the refuge. And all those dates are listed on the calendar on the website. 
Well, shoot me some of that information, and I'll be sure to broadcast it out here oh, and definitely. put it on Conroe Culture News. The thank Facebook you page. so much. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show, and uh, we will learn more about you. And I advise people to go to CasaSpeaksForKids.com or Roger Stein Chiropractic and go get adjusted. We're going to take a quick break. This show is sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court in Montgomery County. I'm your host, Margie Taylor. Our next guest will be Greg Parker. I'm Kristen Bays, and I'm running for judge of the 284th Civil District Court. Ronald Reagan once said, as government expands, liberty contracts. He's right, but there are leaders in this country who seem to have forgotten it. I'm running for judge to stop this government expansion, to restore your confidence in your elected officials. I'm inspired, involved, and invested in this community, and I know you are too. Together, we can make a difference. Please vote for Kristen Bays in the Republican primary on March 6th. Political advertising paid for by Kristen Bays and in voluntary compliance with the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Culture News, Lone Star Community Radio, downtown Conroe, every Monday at noon. We usually have three guests. So our second one today is Greg Parker. He is a candidate for commissioner in Precinct 2. Such a heated race. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, what? how many weeks now? Till Two weeks? One uh, week until? One week into early voting, one two week. weeks until the election. Until the crunch is on. Yes, and March is. 6th is election day. It is. Correcto? It is correct. Okay. So we have Greg Parker, and uh, Greg is familiar with the microphone. He's had many forums. How many forums have you done? Way too many. But the forums are done, right, yeah, for the no, most part? No, we have one more on the 22nd. 22nd. I know about that one. 22nd. Liberty Bells. Yep. Uh, 22nd. <laughs> but, okay, so so since you're so experienced at talking on the microphone, this will be easy peasy. <laughs> okay. Well. Tell, tell me a little bit about yourself and your experience. Okay. Well, I am a U.S. Army veteran. I served three years as stationed at Fort Hood. I'm a former two-term county commissioner in Comel County, um, where I have a distinction of having a great record there. A former state commissioner appointed by Governor Perry to the State Emergency Communications Commission. I'm also a former city manager um, out in Oklahoma, as well as currently I'm a IT project manager. I manage large-scale IT projects, usually multi-million-dollar projects, and I've managed uh, international teams in Mexico as well as India to achieve um, software implementations as well as hardware implementations. And so you can handle all the software issues we have in Montgomery County. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> hmm, I don't know about that one, but okay. I all can right. definitely oversee the progress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> making sure stuff gets done. All right. So you have some experience mm -hmm. and uh, how long have you lived in Montgomery County? I've lived in Montgomery County almost five years now. 
Five years. Yes. What brought you here to Montgomery County? Well, my wife was, when I was county commissioner, my wife was commuting back and forth to Houston during that entire time. Yay, her. Yeah. And after <laughs> um, I decided not to run again, and that was because I do believe in term limits. And after I decided not to run again, and she said, well, you know what? We're going to move closer to where I work. And I couldn't say no. So um, we decided to we decided to move to Montgomery County, and it is fantastic place to live. It is, retire. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is. So what made you decide to run for uh, county commissioner? Well, actually, I know for me, I was reluctant to get involved in this race. I had been really just uh, doing private sector work and doing, you know, minding my own business, I guess you could say. But minding your own business. Own business. But, <laughs> you know, not being in, involved is to some degree, some level of apathy. And I thought to myself, it's probably time to be to really be involved in uh, in the new community that we have chosen. And looking around and seeing some of the things that are going on, I thought it's probably best to to lend my experience and my education and my commitment to making real change to the community in which I which I have chosen to to live and retire in. And I think that's important because I have served my my country first, and I've served the community I was in uh, in in New Braunfels and Comal County. And now um, I think I really want to serve and make some changes here in the county we've chosen to retire in. I know I don't look that old, but I'm almost 50. So, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that retirement's coming quick. <laughs> coming quick. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I, I, I always think about that every day, but it never happens. So, what qualifies you? You have the experience. Mm-hmm. You. You've been down that road. You've been a county commissioner. Mm -hmm. But what is unique about Montgomery County as opposed to, let's say, Comal County? Mm, That's good. Well, Comal County was smaller. Uh, They had challenges, but those challenges, of course, were on a little smaller scale. These challenges are a smaller scale. These challenges in Montgomery County are a lot larger. But I believe the education I have, as well as my experience in managing not only multi-million dollar budgets, but managing other complex subsystems in government organizations um, allow me to understand the entire concepts of where we need to go and the vision of which I see. Because, you know, I see a vision where we've got not the Magnolia Group and not the Woodlands Group. I see a vision where we're all precinct too and all uh, the Yay county. As well. you know, united, it's not, right? Yeah, you're just united behind getting <laughs> things done not, you know, just working on Magnolia or just working on the Woodlands. We're all working together to get things done um, in Precinct 2 in Montgomery County. I see a vision where not only are there, there, there parks where we can play, you know, whether it be baseball or what have you, but we can go and enjoy ourselves and, and have time. Those parks that are out there, are um, they need some change. They need some help. And I think we can have those, those things out in Precinct 2 where, you know, we really got a place where people can gather and people can can congregate and we can actually say, you know what, this is ours. And this is this is the, for the people of Precinct 2 and of Montgomery County. I see, uh, I have a vision where the roads are completed and we've got, you know, and we're not wasting so much time sitting in traffic. And the best part about this vision is I can bring it to pass because I've done it before and I can bring it to pass. So what do you think are the biggest challenges facing Precinct 2? Well, I think one of the ones, of course, is mo- mobility. And um, making sure um, the road bond projects get completed as well as no toll roads. But mobility is critical. I think also the next one would be cutting taxes and spending. Because to give people back their own money, in my opinion, is critical. 
because it's their money. They worked hard for it, and there's no reason why government needs to take it just to be taking it. That's not the way it should be done. So cutting taxes and cutting spending to include my own salary. I'm willing to say, you know what? I step forward to cut the budget. I'm willing to cut the budget. And the first price I'm cutting is my own salary. I want to give you more commissioner for less money. So I'm stepping forward straight off the bat and saying I'm cutting my own salary. Just shows the commitment that I have there, as well as making sure, you know. And this will be in a podcast forever and forever ever. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's okay because when I get in, I'm, I'm going to do it. So, so I want to hold to my word and okay. do it. Okay. And I think the next one is, I'm not going to badmouth anybody, but I do believe we need to make sure we bring, we need to continue with upgrading our transparency and moving forward, making sure there's no conflicts of interest. I don't hold any allegiance to anybody but the people of Precinct 2 and the citizens of Montgomery County. That's it. How are you going to improve communication so that you hear from the different people in the community, your voters who got you into this office, and to keep it going so that you have that open rapport? No, that's, that's a very valid question. I think it's important that we actually look at holding town halls in different areas of the precinct, not, you know, not just in Magnolia, but all over the precinct so we can gather that needed input from the citizens. Like Alden Bridge, Alden Wood Bridge, Forest, Wood Forest, all, all, all the different those. ones. Yes, so we can actually bring in that communication. Um, make sure we, we gather a significant uh, portion and make sure we continue a significant readership and make sure we continue with the portion of our, our newsletter for Precinct 2. I want to make sure it's out there. It's it's. Is it's, there a newsletter? You know, there is, but it's very rare. It doesn't come out as often as it needs to come out. I want to make sure it comes out so people of Precinct 2 are updated as to what's going on. I actually get a newsletter from another precinct. I do, too. Yeah, and that's something <laughs> and else. Like, and I'm not even in a precinct, but, but I get it. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's very... Yeah. It's very informative. It's and, very informative. It's very efficient. Yep. And I like knowing what's going, what's going on, even on. if I don't live there, but, you know. And we're, go <laughs> we're going to have the exact same thing in Precinct in Precinct 2 to make sure the citizens are up to date with what's going on. Not only the accomplishments we've accomplished, but what we're working on, where you can meet me next. It's That's that type of communication. Where we can meet you next. Yes. I like that. Where you can meet where me next. Where are you going to be? Yeah, gonna so be. what has been your most favorite thing of this campaign? Hmm. Actually, for me, I would say meeting the people of Precinct 2 is probably my most favorite thing. I hate dirty politics, so I try to stay out of it as much as possible. But meeting the people of Precinct 2 has been probably the most rewarding because you can, you know, you can meet them. They have ideas. They really want to see things change and they want to see a vision come to Precinct 2. And that's important. And I like conveying that vision that we're all in this together, not just Magnolia or not just the Woodlands, not just Montgomery. It even stretches up there, not just portions of Tomball, but we're all in this together so we can build a cohesive unit and move forward like that. So do you have any specific changes you would make right away? Or what would what would you do if you get in office mm -hmm. and of course you gotta wait till next year, so it'd be yeah. 2019, uh, January first, then what? Well, I think the first thing, you know, a, a lot of people say the first thing is mobility. Well mobility takes a little time. You know, we've we've gotta we've gotta do You mean some January second the roads January, aren't gonna no, be done and it's <laughs> not already be finished to roll. just that instant. That takes a little time. But I think the first thing I'll do is to gather back the authority that was given away. So once the department heads are up under the entire commissioner's court, like statutory require, uh, statutory law requires, that's important because now we can hold these department heads accountable. Then I think it's important to look at um, doing some budgetary changes, meaning um, the budget now clumps all the salaries together for employees. They don't detail out the exact positions 
So there's no transparency there. I want to list out the positions and their salaries. That way we can get an exact, you know, number of where, you know, how many employees are there, what we're actually spending on these employees. Uh, also getting there. What their, look, accountabilities, what their are. accountabilities are. Look at the um, strat strategy and in doing roads, meaning are we buying, because there's a lot of capital equipment budget. Okay, are we buying roads, are we buying equipment to resurface? Are we buying equipment to overlay? You know, what's our overall strategy here? So we've got to do a lot of that. So I, I do admit, I've, since I've done this before, there's probably going to be some reorganization necessary, but that's fine. You know, I've spoken with uh, Precinct 2 employees. What do they think? They like what I have to say. Let's put it like okay. that. Okay, okay. I like what well, I have to say. Well, that's positive. So you're looking forward to... February I'm looking 22nd. Forward. I'm looking forward. And then uh, early voting next week? Early voting is the 20th of next week. Yeah, Tuesday, next week. Okay. So that's just a, 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 week, uh, away, a week away and then it starts rolling. Yes, it is. So what do you need from people? You know, what I need from people is to review. I, I always want to tell them, review your candidates. Look and see exactly what each one stands for and their qualifications and their experience. And I'm sure you'll find that the not only the vision I have, but experience and, and the education I have and the commitment, I will stand out on top. But what I need you to do is go vote. I need you to tell your friends. I need you to, to you know, Facebook post, all those types of things to say, you know what, I support Greg. I want to go out and vote for Greg. And I really want change. And it's nothing, it's nothing bad against Commissioner Riley at all. I just like the vision that Greg has. And I want to see that vision for Precinct 2. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you personally, what are the best ways to get in touch with you? Best ways to get in touch with me is the campaign email, info at parker2018.com, or they can just, uh, and on there, actually, if you go to parker2018.com, you'll see my cell phone number, you see the address, you see so the email. that's where the first place they need to go. The first place they need to go. Okay, and this will be also on in the archives and the podcast awesome. and on Conroe Culture News Facebook page with all that information. They can also go to your Facebook page, yep. which is Parker 2018. Yeah. Isn't it nice to have everything consistent? consistent. <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> Just great? saying. Parker 2018. 18, that's okay. It. Anything else you want to add? Any last things? No. I, Just I, go vote? Just go vote. I'm going to vote for Greg Parker. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. And that's all there is to say, I suppose. Uh, I'm Margie Taylor, your host, and we will be right back. This was sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court in Montgomery County. I'm Kristen Bays, and I'm running for judge of the 284th Civil District Court. Ronald Reagan once said, as government expands, liberty contracts. He's right, but there are leaders in this country who seem to have forgotten it. I'm running for judge to stop this government expansion, to restore your confidence in your elected officials. I'm inspired, involved, and invested in this community, and I know you are too. Together, we can make a difference. Please vote for Kristen Bays in the Republican primary on March 6th. Political advertising paid for by Kristen Bays and in voluntary compliance with the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
Monroe Culture News. I am your host, Margie Taylor. So the last guest today for February 12th, two days before Valentine's Day, in case you forgot, and voting is next week, early voting, just throw that in as well. Uh, it will be Chuck Meyer, and Chuck is an attorney practicing in Montgomery County. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you. It's good to be here. So what is your specialty that you practice law in? Do you well, have one? I'm a virtual general counsel. Uh, if a company needs to have uh, a general counsel, but they can't afford one or they don't have enough work to hire one full time, I can handle most of their general counsel needs. I was the okay. general, general counsel of BlackBerry along the way, and I learned a lot of different things about a lot of different areas of law. So as someone just needs something for their business or whatever. Right. And I'm also a patent attorney. Uh, I can be in charge of their intellectual property portfolio if they need that as well. Trademarking and that kind of thing, too? That's right. Okay. Because I know we talked about Taylorized PR. That's right. (laughs) You need to come see me. That's right. So today, you are going to talk to us a little bit about FISA? FISA. FISA. I don't really know what FISA is, but I'm sure I will in the next few minutes. So what is FISA? Well, um, FISA is the uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, and we've been hearing a lot on TV, and I get a little tired of hearing about FISA, FISA, FISA. I think it's like a Brady Bunch episode instead of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Most people probably have little or no understanding of the FISA process, Um, but uh, it was an act, FISA, that was created by the U.S. Congress to establish Mm -hmm. procedures for collecting physical and electronic surveillance. Some would say that's spying and uh, collecting foreign intelligence information between foreign powers and agents of uh, foreign governments suspected of espionage or terrorism. And after 9-11, the act was amended several times to strengthen the ability of the FBI and other government agencies to collect information quicker, deeper, and with greater uh, success in the effort, uh, mainly to stop future terrorist plots against us. And the, the centerpiece of FISA is the FISA court. And it's, that's how it's popularly known, but its name officially is the United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Uh, it's sometimes called the FISC court, F-I-S-C, because that tracks the <coughs> initials of, the thing, of, the, um, of, of its official name. It's comprised of 11 sitting federal district judges that are appointed by the chief justice with no oversight by Congress or the president. Uh, They sit individually and they review warrant applications submitted by the federal government for warrants to obtain uh, foreign intelligence. It's called a secret court, not because we don't know who the judges are, but because all of its proceedings are secret. And in order to appear before the court, you have to have a security clearance issued to to you by the federal government. So what is your connection with this? uh, Are you a spy? (laughs) No, no. I've had a long interest in national security okay. law. When I was in law school, I represented all the law students throughout the United States to the American Bar Association Committee on Law and um, National Security. And ever since that time, I've just kept it. So it's just in- a special interest. It's a special okay. interest. It's not like you can make any money in Montgomery County advising clients about FISA warrants. Okay, so- I'm just wondering <laughs> no. if there was an underneath current here going on. No, I- <laughs> I'm not a spy, nor have I played one on TV. <laughs> okay. So tell me uh, how this works. How does it operate? What, what's going on with this? Well, the process is, is um, actually pretty straightforward. You can almost think of the FISA court as a, um, a, like a grand jury. 
it, except that instead of having grand jurors, you have um, you have uh, judges making judges, this decision. Yes. So an agent will go out, and if an agent, usually of the FBI, has a need for to collect this type of information, uh, then uh, they'll prepare the paperwork. It goes up through various levels of the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice then takes it over to the court, and the court decides um, whether or not the warrant should issue and whether or not there should be surveillance upon someone uh, in, the, uh, in the United States in particular. Uh, and um, this is, um, uh, it's a very important area of law uh, for all of us because it involves the difficult decisions we have, as a democracy have to make to distinguish our privacy rights versus our, our intent to be secure. Um, Benjamin Franklin is famously noted for saying those that give up security or give up their liberty for security are not entitled to both. But in a world in which we have 9-11 incidents, in which we have terrorist incidents, you have incidents, to be careful. You have to be careful. And it's a tough decision for our society as how we strike the balance between the rights of those within the United States to have their personal information secured against the needs to secure Keep the everyone nation. safe. That's right. So how do they go about finding out information? What are their techniques? Well, that, as you might imagine, is not... Oh, it's private. Pub ...publicly, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there are uh, wireless uh, wiretaps. Um, there, if you may remember the Edward Snowden case, there was a lot of disclosure about uh, methods of, um, of surveillance, and one of the things that he was concerned about and one of the big revelations from his release of, of, of secret information was that they were keeping a database of what's called, I hate to get it too into the weeds here, metadata on all phone calls. And uh, it's kept in a big storage facility, I believe in Utah, uh, where if a warrant is issued, the FBI control through that database looking for certain phone numbers or certain other information to try to link up potential terrorists to others within their cell or within um, the United States. So do they look for, then you're saying key numbers, keywords or something, and then it, it, it just puts a, a ting that alerts them? Yeah, I, it, it, this it's area... It's probably a lot more complicated. Well, it, it, and it's hard for me to, to even... The, I, as someone who has an interest in this area, I have found it really difficult going through the, the various statutes. As I said, the I think I said earlier that this statute has been amended several times since 9-11. And... Um, there are certain procedures there. You're only allowed two hops away from a particular phone number that you want to search. So you can't uh, search a phone number and use that phone number connected to it. Uh, and then you can only search one more time from that new phone number. If you go any further down the chain, that's a technical violation of the law. Uh, so there is an attempt, there has been an attempt by Congress to try to rein this in, but there have been many critics of this whole process but understand that this process is so much better than what we had in the 70s, where basically the CIA and the FBI could do whatever they wanted and, and, and wantonly violate the privacy of American citizens. So what's your take on this? Are you a proponent of this? And I, I, as much as you know? <laughs> no, I, I, think, um, I think the system needs to be reformed. I'm a little bothered by the fact that 
the chief justice is the only person who appoints these judges. Now, these judges of all are all district judges. Uh, there is also an appellate process for the government only. Uh, and, um, if if it's not if it's uh, uh, if the warrant is denied, uh, and I think there needs to be someone at the table that advocates on behalf of America and our privacy rights, and so it shouldn't be a one-sided uh, court proceeding like a grand jury, like a, a chief constitutional privacy advocate should be at the table. And so they, there could be somebody listening to the radio now over these FCC rules, requirements, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something like that, right? Sure. I mean, we don't know. We don't know how well, exactly that works. There, there's no privacy here in this conversation because this is going on the public oh, airways. Course. What we're talking about is, is looking at people's, um, it could be something physical like tapping into their computer. Uh, it could be mm-hmm. uh, tracking their emails through Which third all parties. that stuff, it does get done, I know. It, it does, but there are legal ways of doing it and illegal ways mm-hmm. of doing it. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with the balance that has currently been struck. Now, we acted out of fear, uh, but for good reason. And the, the uh, number three at the uh, Justice Department has recently resigned to take a position as a general counsel of a corporation. Uh, and she had a... a pretty good op-ed piece in the Washington Post, which is not something I frequently read, about why this is this uh, process has been beneficial in deterring uh, ter- uh, potential terrorist attacks that we've never heard about hmm. because they've been deterred. So Well, then that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to close up the show today. How could someone get in touch with you? What is the best way? Uh, the best way to reach me, um, if you have any legal needs, uh, or if you just want to talk about the FISA court. Yeah, uh, sounds uh, interesting. 281-296-1680 is my office number. You can leave me a voicemail message, or uh, they'll transfer you uh, me to uh, they'll transfer you to me. Uh, or my email address is charles at the letter I, the number two, the letter I, law.com, I2ILaw.com, if you want to have a Okay, well, we will meeting. put that on our summary so that anybody who wants to find out more and have more conversations about the FISA court, they can do that, or trademarking or any other thing that they have going on. I appreciate you coming on the show, oh, Chuck. I thank you. And uh, this show is sponsored by Christian Bays for the 284th Court of Montgomery County. And, of course, I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, and we will be back next Monday with Men Unleashed and Cynthia Jamison, candidate for district clerk of Montgomery County. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station 
at lscrstudios at gmail.com.